In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 114th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to title this episode, The Falcons Free Agent Frenzy. They were making moves and doing grooves yesterday, signing players and changing salary cap money around to create room. Not expecting too much more from them, but yesterday might have been their biggest splash of free agency. Falcons have moved some of Matt Ryan's money around into a uh, bonus and cleared $7 million in salary cap space, then went out and spent it on the offensive line. They got James Carpenter and Jamin Brown. They've expected to sign both of those guys today with the start of the NFL business season at 4 p.m. So with that, we want to look at the Falcons' new offensive line, who's coming and who's uh, going along the line. Uh, then we were at Georgia Tech's. Pro Day yesterday, I want to hear from some of those gentlemen, Taekwon Marshall, Vic Alexander, Henri St. Amour, and uh, Jalen Johnson. And then the Falcons were announced to play in the Hall of Fame game up in Canton, Ohio. And then we have some uh, information for you on, uh, you know, if you've never been to Canton, Ohio, and you call yourself a football fan, need to do yourself a favor and get up there this summer. Fly into Cleveland or Akron Canton Airport and uh, go on down and uh, give yourself some time to go through one of the great museums in the country. And I'll have the uh, internet information and the phone number for you for your Hall of Fame experience. Let's look at the offensive line here. As it stands now, we're going we're gonna, to uh, have Jake Matthews at left tackle, James Carpenter left guard. Alex Mack at center, Jamin Brown, who's 6'5", 340 at right guard, signaling signaling a change, uh, or at least um, not the cut blocking uh, front that uh, you know uh, Kyle Shanahan brought here, but a little bit, a little bit of power up there. Then Ty Sambrello on the right tackle spot. The behind them, we have, uh, let's go back to the left, we'll have Matt Gonneau penciled in behind Jake Matthews. Wes Schweitzer as the swing center guard. He was uh, the center guard last year. He was the backup center for Matt. And then Fusco uh, behind Jamin Brown, who's coming back from a broken ankle. So that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine linemen. Uh, leaves room for one more. The guy they're going to draft at 14, hopefully. Uh, but if not, uh, somebody else can make the team. The uh, guys who aren't here uh, won't be signed uh, are Garland, Ben Garland, Zane Beatles, and Andy Levitre. The team are moving on from those three guys. And, uh, 
The practice squad future guys are Chris Durant, the O-lineman. He's another big kid, 6'4", 3'10". Sean Harlow, former fourth-round draft pick. And Daniel Brunsko, who's got to be running out of practice squad time. But, uh, you know, that's where the Falcons are as we stand here on the first day of the business season. Much improved uh, line on paper. Carpenters played over 100 games, 97, started two Super Bowls with Seattle, played in a cut blocking scheme up there under Tom Cable. Uh, and you know he's he's had a great career. Uh, you know, not a you know pro bowler. Played at Alabama. He's from Augusta, GA. Uh, good, good, solid career. Has a reputation for being a solid pass blocker. Doesn't have a good reputation for the run game. Uh, there was some slippage last year. We saw in a Week Ten uh, PFAA report where he. Uh, Allowed Sam Darnold to be hit three times. So uh, that's not, uh, you know, they, they feel that they can get him to play at a higher level than that at this point. Uh, and that is an improvement uh, along the line. He turns 30 here in a couple uh, days. And uh, Jamin Brown turns 26 in a couple days. He's 6'4", 340. Uh, James is 6'5", 321, former first-round draft pick, pick 25th overall. 2011 uh so good solid pros uh uh, added to the team and not expect to be at really high cost uh, about the biggest thing out there left for the Falcons to do is get Bruce Irvin under contract in addition to uh, you know Julio Jones and Grady Jarrett uh, if they're going to be able to clear, clear some space if they're going to be able to they don't know if they're going to be able to negotiate Grady off of that 15.2 but we saw D4 get a 17.5 million dollar uh, average last night and uh, I gotta think that would do Grady but if they want more then it's a problem and uh, if he wants like 18, 19, 20 you know then uh, uh, then uh, he's gonna probably be paying on a tag here uh, this year and uh, you know he might want to go ahead and take that because uh, you know the team's gonna need money for the price just went up at every position they got coming up uh, Deion Jones is spotted. Middle linebacker just went up. The Quan Alexander deal is ugly. Uh, safety money's going up at uh, at uh, safety for um, you know Keanu Neal. So you know they're gonna have to choose on defense. Well, they gotta they gotta fix. Just gotta have a solid middle. So we'll see how that goes. But the Falcons free agency frenzy went into effect. Got a new offensive line here. These some new pieces plugged in there, and um, we'll see how that goes here moving forward. Now uh, we we did talk to Coach uh, Coach Quinn, said hello to him. He was joking about uh, my uh, forty time there at the Georgia Tech Pro Day yesterday, and uh, he had to move on to some other stuff. And then uh, uh, caught up with Thomas Dimitrov to talk about the salary cap situation not being as dire as the fans think that they would be able to make the moves they need to make. So, you know, the only thing left now is some of their own guys. We haven't seen them sign elsewhere, so, you know, they're idling. We're talking about the guys that we know they want to re-sign, and that is, uh, you know, uh, Bruce Irving, Justin Bethel, Hardy still out there, uh, you know, 
And, and so we'll see how that goes. But at Georgia Tech's Pro Day, I know if you follow Georgia Tech, they have some good kids down there. And uh, uh, Paul Johnson here is over. Jeff Collins didn't want to speak to the media because he didn't feel these were his kids. We'll catch up with him next time. But I wanted to at least introduce ourselves to him and wish him the best down there. But Taquan Marshall is their quarterback. He's trying to convert to wide receiver. Don't like the 470 ran, but I know he's a good athlete and has some escape ability in the open field. He was one tough customer at quarterback running that triple option, trying to do like Justin Smith and convert to wide receiver. I believe Justin's on the practice squad in Pittsburgh. Uh, here's Taquan Marshall from Harris County High. Former Georgia Tech quarterback after his pro day where he played some wide receiver and caught some punts. Quan Marshall. Yeah, Quan, how'd you feel it went today and did you show the NFL scouts that you got some hands? Um, I thought it went well. Um, you know, just try to come out and do what I could do. Um, just give my best effort. I've been training for the past two months, so you just trying to, you know, trust the uh, trust the process, trust the preparation, and just come out and, and do what you can. And I I thought I showed that you know I could transition very well from the quarterback position in college to transition into receiver. So um, I didn't drop any balls on the the live route. So I thought I did I had a pretty good day catching the ball. Catching punts too. Think that's something that could be in the future as well. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, my freshman year caught punts, and you know, sophomore year caught punts during practice, all the way up until I started playing quarterback. So um, I think I still have it in in the back pocket. What's, what lies ahead for you now? Um, I guess we'll see within the next couple weeks uh, if I'll be doing some more workouts. But other than that, I'm kind of gonna back off a little bit on the forty training and all that, but. Still going to stay in shape. Still going to work on my receiver stuff, work on my craft. Um, I'll be in the weight room a little bit, just lifting weights and stuff. So um, kind of the same process, but just taking it a couple steps back. Is there anyone throughout this transition who you kind of look to as kind of inspiration, you know, moving positions and everything and getting prepared? Is there anybody like that for you? Um, well, of course, I have my teammates that played um, receiver here. So, of course, looking at Brad, I always ask him questions. Guys like Jalen Camp, Steve Dolphus, all the any of the other receivers that played receiver here that I was originally throwing to, um, I would just ask them questions about coming out of the break, things like that. And then with the new coaching staff coming in, I worked with the receiver coach, uh, the receiver coaches, and kind of got some insight on that and then was able to go out to California and get some, some world-class uh, world training. So um, just getting all the knowledge and taking it in and just trying to improve on my game each and every day, uh, those are just kind of the steps I've been taking to, to make the transition. Played some of the whiteouts back at Harris County today. Daquan Marshall, former Georgia Tech quarterback, trying to make the conversion to defensive to a wide receiver. There I was just thinking about linebacker Vic Alexander. I'm gonna skip his audio. It's a little too much paper ruffling in that one. Uh, but Vic led the team in tackles as a junior with 60. But the NFL teams wanted to see him play linebacker, play fullback. And see if he uh, looked pretty good at that spot. Uh, they listed him at 5'10", 237. Uh, I think he's a little smaller at 225-ish. Kind of in the Justin uh, Griffith type of uh, uh, fullback mode. Kind of tweener lead blocker. Likes collisions. He'll get a shot. Uh, probably uh, as a uh, undrafted free agent. Now, um, Henri St. Amour is a defensive end from uh, Georgia 
Georgia Tech, who some teams wanted to see as a outside linebacker. He had to put on some weight. He was up to 258 pounds after playing up, listing at 245 at school. So here is Henri St. Amour out of North Gwinnett High, defensive end linebacker, trying to make it to the NFL after his pro day at Georgia Tech. Here's him talking. Cooking was a, was a big thing, helping my weight get up, and um, strength program over there is amazing. So, they, you know, they got me in shape, they got me in the right place to go do what I did. What's your idea where you want to be at? Uh, two, two, anywhere between 255 and 260 is good for me. And uh, what, was, uh, uh, what was it like working with Chuck Smith, and did that help you, you know, in Kansas City? I know you couldn't do some of your stuff here today. Um, that's, Chuck Smith is amazing. You know, he's, he's a great teacher, he's a great trainer. Um, it, it definitely helped. Um, just the D-line drills that we did over at Kansas City, I felt comfortable. It was just like another another day training with him. So um, that, that training definitely helped a lot. Did any teams uh, talk to you about setting up workouts here today after this? Or um, They didn't set up any strict dates, but they definitely said they'll be in contact. Mm-hmm. And uh, you free to say which teams or? <laughs> but you'll be answering your phone, basically. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There, there he is, uh, Henri St. Amour, defensive end linebacker from Georgia Tech. Uh, he had a good showing out at the Kansas City uh, Regional Combine. So uh, he uh, pulled up on his uh, second 40, looked like he tweaked the left hammy and uh, didn't go through all of the drills, but he did them uh, out in Kansas City. Another guy I was told to watch at the Georgia Tech Pro Day, Jalen Johnson, a, a safety, but a lot of teams wanted to look at him as a hybrid linebacker. Uh, it's got good size, has to get a little bigger, he said. 6'3", 215, out of Alabama, Jalen uh uh, played some of that hybrid linebacker. They moved him down into the box, and uh, some of the NFL teams wanted to see if he can do that for them. Uh, here's Jalen Johnson. He was number 23 last year for Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Thing went for you today? I think I went well. Um, you know, I'm glad um, I put on a lot of work, so you know, I'm glad the time finally came in. And I feel like I did good. Um, of course, you know, working on the drill and stuff, you know, I always get better. But overall, I feel good. Did you train here leading up to the state? Yes, sir. I trained with um, Coach Reed. Hey, the, um, did they look at you as a safety or, or, or as an in-the-box kind of hybrid safety linebacker that we're seeing around the NFL now? Yes, sir. So um, that's what a lot of people were telling me after, um, that I'll probably best, be best fit at hybrid position. Um, I did safety drills and uh, linebacker drills, so um, and I knew that coming in, so I, I prepared for both. So. What are, what's the difference between uh, you know playing back there, overseeing the field, and getting up there with all the big, big, ugly dudes? Yeah, and stuff? it's more physical. Um, like they said, uh, while waiting around 218 today, he mm-hmm. said. Uh, you know, to play wheels around 225, 230. So, you know, I've, I've been 225 before. So, yeah, it's definitely more physical. Um, but, you know, I, I like I like being physical, so that's fine. Yeah, you had to wait to check the 40 time at all? Uh, no, sir. 
Um, I felt good running. Um, I've been around the same weight since the end of the year last year. So um, I felt good the whole time. Could you put on that seven and not lose anything? I feel like I could. Um, good weight at least. Good yeah, weight on muscle. For sure. But, uh, yeah, uh, I, feel, I feel like I could be uh, around the same. I don't know my time, so hopefully... Over there, pretty good. So, what's, what? What do you look to now moving forward? Um. Well, I'm gonna just take a couple of days off. You know, I've been working for around eight weeks now. Um. Just enjoy time with my family. Um. And you know, just get back to work whenever I, my time comes. Wait for the phone calls, yeah. that type of thing. Yes, sir. Has anybody called so far to set up any interviews or? Uh, uh, workouts? No. Um. I know one guy from the Giants. He said he wants to, you know, work out with me sometime soon. So. Um, I'm looking forward to that whenever I get get my chance. There it is, Jalen Johnson. He has a workout set up with the Giants. There were 38 scouts there, including Thomas Dimitrov of the Falcons uh, and head coach Dan Quinn, assistant GM Scott Pioli was also in the house, linebackers coach Jeff Ulbrick, and then uh, scouting assistant uh, Janelle Pinnell was there, and uh, Johnson did run a 4-6-1 here, I've got his time, uh, Brad Stewart, the wide receiver, ran a 4-6-6, uh, Rivera, Ran a four six nine, and uh, Taquan Marshall ran a four seven. Uh, you know um, those are strong times, but uh, wide receiver running back target time is a four five five. So that's little. They're a little bit under the target times, but uh, not a deal killer uh, in any way. Uh, for for the Georgia Tech guys now, that um, was defensive back Malik Rivera. Malik Rivera with a four six nine. Um, and we saw some of the times from the combine. Some of these uh, the performances were combine worthy. One was uh, I was told about this one guard uh, Bryant Will Bryant. Played a lot at Georgia Tech, didn't fill out a favor, didn't play that much last year, but he uh, he had a uh, pretty good combine there yesterday, Pro, Pro Bowl rather, uh, lifted 225 pounds 31 times, would have ranked fifth among the offensive linemen at the NFL combine. So uh, 38 NFL scouts there, 16 Georgia Tech players working out, uh, perhaps a couple draft picks, but mostly probably some uh, UD um, FAs uh, get on there and try to make some teams as a undrafted player, which you know, in some ways is better. You get to pick the team. And the draft is set for April the 25th through the 27th in Nashville. So there um, was our day at Georgia Tech yesterday heading up to Clemson in the morning. Uh, but the Hall of Fame game, I don't know about you, I'm pretty excited about it. Falcons probably need five exhibition games because I think Dan Quinn should practice against other teams like we saw Mike Smith, we've seen Bill Belichick and other teams do um, because you don't get to hitting uh, as much in, in practice anymore. But he, his philosophy is that they go so hard in practice that they don't need to, you know, they don't need that competition. But I'm like, you know, that's fine. But, um, you know, when uh, the Bengals came here that one year and whooped up on the O-line, they 
they knew right away they need to go get some linemen. Uh, when the um, Falcons went down to Jacksonville and manhandled them, they you know they knew what was happening. Uh, when Brady and the Patriots came here uh, for training camp, and uh, man, he cut up that secondary so bad. Uh, you know they knew uh, they knew they needed help back there. So, uh, but with with no contact practices, I really think the fifth game is uh, you get your linemen out there, get you some continuity up, uh, develop these young guys, let them get something on tape because uh, they've had problems developing linemen. We don't have to uh, go back and and uh, regurgitate that. But, okay, another lineman (laughs) sidelight as we were really trying to get to the Hall of Fame game. August 1st, Canton, Ohio at the Tom Benson Stadium. Used to be called Fawcett Field. It's Canton McKinley High School's field. Uh, You know, they redid it. And uh, Mr. Benson, uh, before he passed, the uh, New Orleans Saints owner donated a lot of money to the Hall of Fame. But the game is on Thursday night, uh, Friday. You got the Yellow Jacket ceremony, the parade on Saturday morning, and uh, then the enshrinement ceremonies uh, on, on Saturday, in which they uh, they do a great job of uh, you know they cut down the speeches, they tape them, and trying to fit it in a television, and uh, you know because they can get it can turn into a really long day. But former Falcon Tony Gonzalez will be going into the Hall of Fame along with Champ Bailey from Folkestone, Georgia. So the um, it'll have a nice Georgia. Denver Field to the Hall of Fame this year, and uh, if you want to go up there, the uh, they're selling packages via the uh, website www.hofexperiences.com, Hall of Fame Experiences.com, and then they have a number one eight four four seven five one zero five three two. Uh, to get everything you need to know about the Hall of Fame, uh, these Hall of Fame experience deals, they, um, they, uh, those are really good. I know they do them for the Super Bowl, so you're not like, you know, worrying about uh, where you're going or where you got tickets to. It's like they'll have a tour guide, and uh, it's kind of, um, you know, they know exactly where you know folks want to go and so forth. But I recommend that. If it's your first trip to Canton, if you're a veteran, you know to go and uh, go see the bust and go to the film room and uh, watch, you know, the positions by positions uh, 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 type of uh, view of it. You know, you want to see all the safeties. They have them all on film. You get to see Jack Tatum just lighting people up back in the day and, uh, you know, get to see Mean Joe Green and the defensive line movie. Uh, But, yeah, the film room is always popular. Uh, and you need to make time to do that. So we're going to wrap up here today with the Falcons Free Agent Frenzy, the 114th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. You all take care and hold on tight. I don't think there's much action coming uh, our way here today, but we'll have the phone on uh, to hear from uh, some of the guys that are out there on the street. Uh, Tevin Coleman might be ready to go now that his agent has gotten Le'Veon Bell uh, deals done. Uh, so we'll just stay on top of things here today and uh, get ready to drive up to Clemson in the morning for their pro day. Take care and have a great rest of the week. Hip-hop is a product of black people. 
It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-Hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants a rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.